0: Alright, it's that time. It's Weekend Classics with Mike and Nick. Stay tuned.
1: Dude, I had the craziest day. Craziest day? Someone broke into the church. Oh no, not again. <laughs> again, right. <Ru. laughs> <laughs> right. oh, so let me listen listen it's four nine to eleven year olds what throw through stones in the window they broke into the church they grabbed the two fire hydrants and they flip and emptied them <laughs> inside the building <laughs> <What>? <laughs> yeah
0: i can't believe it
1: yeah spent all afternoon because the head teacher from the school, the primary school they go to, because they're, they're busy bragging to their friends that they've done this. So the head teacher's like, no, I don't believe you. So she takes them, she walks them because they're just around the corner from the church. She walks them to the church and there's this broken window. And uh, so she phones me and asks me to come to the church building. So I rock up there and the place is dusted, bro. So it's like, you know, the foam, when it, it dissolves, comes to a fine dust. So everywhere is just this yellow dust on everything. Wow. Inside, inside the whole church.
0: Bro. <coughs> <Right. laughs> the, the action in Timaru is outstanding. Well, you guys at least, have like, got like
1: the fifth time the building's been abused in some I way.
0: Know. Well, at least I wasn't preaching there that weekend. That's yeah. a good thing. Well, I,
1: I was preaching at your church and it got robbed. And when you preached in my church, someone drove a car into it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> okay. I, I feel quite relieved that the jinx, uh, my connection to this whole thing is broken. And, yeah. Um, yeah, it's just actually about the dodgy Timuru, <laughs> you know. Dude, guys, Tamaru, stop breaking into churches, for heaven's sake. Come on. There's nothing sacred with you people anymore. <clears throat> oh, man. Dude, sorry to hear it. Yeah. So insurance again. But you guys are moving building, though, soon, right?
1: Yeah, that's right. When is that building. actually happening? So, we're 2020. And okay. uh, exactly when? Not sure. Okay, so it's, wow. So, this coming year, we're, def- def- we're hoping to definitely move in.
0: Wow. Put some, like, alarms and electric barbed wire fence and (laughs) just get some security going for that second yeah some boundary walls oh boy all right cool well uh um I suppose uh that leads well into thinking about the letter to Donatus definitely yeah I mean it's it's pretty much the same topic (laughs) um
1: perfect segue right there perfect segue um
0: Cyprian is our dude today And, um, we're, as you know, if you're listening and have been tracking with us, we're (coughs) moving through these, um, these little snippets of, of texts, famous classic texts in church history. Uh, this will take us a decent while, but it's an epic journey. And we're just simply, uh, you know, with no real prior knowledge or anything like that, just sort of coming at it fairly, well, I am, I don't know if Nick's doing anything, but I'm just coming into this with a, a very basic sort of awareness of of what's going on and um, and you know just want to read just want to read some stuff so this serves as a glorified audiobook I suppose in some mm-hmm. ways to to anyone that's following it's um, it's
1: better than an audiobook because it's got us
0: that's true and um, you know I mean this we might not know anything but we come up with profound stuff anyway which is exactly.
1: uh, it's amazing it, I
0: understand <laughs> a little bit of a miracle actually.
1: I hear us saying things I've never heard before. <laughs> it's, 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 I'm always learning new things from us. <laughs> that's,
0: well, that's a good feeling right there. <laughs>
1: um,
0: all right, well, Cyprian, who is Cyprian, Nick?
1: Well, uh, Cyprian is, uh, not to be confused with the Cyprian of Antioch, we're dealing with the Bishop of Carthage. Yes. And his uh, Latin name is Thescus Cecilius Cyprianus. Born two hundred, martyred in two fifty eight. Right. So he was he was riding on the the African continent as uh, a Latin father.
0: Oh so yes, this was the Decian persecution, right? He was the guy. <laughs> yeah, with, that's yeah. right. Yeah, man. So this is crazy. I always talk about this. I always like because the the whole you know this generation pretty much that he ended up pastoring. Was unable to. I mean, they they had faced they had a season of peace, as it were, and um, yeah. and so they just get taken out. It's always it always comes to me as kind of a warning <laughs> of where we are now. You know, we read about all these all these um, you know these martyrs and this trouble and the Western Church. I mean, man, how will it do? You know, if it ever faces something like this, uh, we haven't just had one generation that hasn't been persecuted. Uh, you know, yeah. we've just not even known it. So. Um, well, that was
1: actually one of the points. I mean, uh, some, Cyprian basically said that the church had gone soft. Um, and when the persecution came, they weren't ready. Yeah. And as a result, there was a whole bunch of people who, they called them the lapsi. Yeah. Those who, who lapsed, those who fell, those who gave in to the government pressure to... Um, make sacrifices to idols, mm. and that gave rise to the Novationist heresy mm, or the mm. Novationist controversy.
0: Yeah, because he was the guy, Novatius was uh, the guy who argued what?
1: He was basically wanted a very strict penalty against anyone who had lapsed during persecution, saying they couldn't come back into the church. Right, and, and so uh, was, Nova, was... Yeah, Novatius was saying that in uh, against the present pope at the time, so okay. you had the Pope who had a very lax view, so it's like, oh, let them in with with minor repentance. Novation okay. saying, Novatus saying, no, keep them out. They can't even come back. They've committed the unforgivable sin. Yeah. And then you got Cyprian in the middle who's saying, well, let's have a public penance and then they can come back.
0: Right. Oh yeah, that was it. So yep. He was like, yeah, he was yeah.
1: like the calm middle of the road guy. Totally.
0: Yeah, he's like, do it, do a year, <laughs> say a few hymns. So it's kind of interesting because I think we mentioned last time. I mean, this is really where a lot of the um, you know the mother church comes in, right? And the you can see so much of the the dawn of of Roman Catholic. Uh, there is no uh, salvation. There's no place for for um, denominations or anything like that. I think when um, with the Novation split, I mean, basically he didn't like it at all. And um, and and then you have that <laughs> together with the penance thing. Uh, you can see how a lot of that just gets put into place for the next thousand years, pretty much.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: It's uh, it's it, so he he wrote um, a whole bunch of stuff. Um, he was only a pastor for about ten years. But, uh, yeah, I think so. And then 20, he got he yeah. got martyred himself. Um, but he wrote he wrote. I think his more significant work. I don't know if we look at it later. Is that one on the church, that unity of the church.
1: Um, yeah, you know, um, I mean, we're, we're reading one of his early early works, so this is shortly after his conversion.
0: Uh, uh, yeah, exactly. Or, or at
1: least shortly, shortly after he's baptized. So what you have here is one of the things we're going to be reading about is just a, a little insight into his early conversion experience as he writes to Donatus. Yeah, and, um, yeah. Yeah, so it's from his earlier earlier writings.
0: Right, just basically he's just been baptized. He wants Donatus to be baptized after him. And, um, they've, they, you know, and uh, well, what, what Lane says on this is that um, it, although stylistically and maybe even theologically, it falls short of his later writings, um, it's still worth this kind of place because of the way that it deals so directly and immediately with uh conversion and the new convert and shows kind of a rawness to the whole thing and it shows exactly. how they would have approached it and so and it is a super readable little epistle so um you know it's 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 awesome i mean a lot of it i'm finding myself reading it going yeah amen um, amen exactly
1: yeah. and i think anyone who's truly born again resonates with what he's saying
0: yeah like big time i mean you it's a just-
1: dramatic change of being you know yes. Parting from sin and pursuing holiness <coughs> and that newness of life that you experience and feel.
0: Yeah, it just um, describes it so well. Stuff you, you always wanted to say, um, but but struggled to yeah. say, I found like he just gets that down. Um, so, yeah, we're not dealing with the unity of the church. It's a big one, but we are dealing with this um, epistle to Donatus. Um, and so let's go ahead. I'll kick us off with chapter cool. three. Um, so we're jumping around again, as we normally do, um, (laughs) chapter three, and then we'll go to chapter four. And then we've only got after that, like a two little ones, chapter 14 and 15. So not a lot of reading, but, um, very cool stuff. All right. So here we go. Um, while I was still lying in darkness and gloomy night, completely ignorant of my real life and far removed from truth and light, I found some things hard to believe, especially hard given my character at that time that a person can be born again which the divine mercy had announced for my salvation that a person animated to a new life in the saving water and he's talking there about baptism can put off what he had previously been what he had uh, what he can be changed in uh, sorry that he can be changed in heart and soul while remaining physically the same how i said is such a conversion possible that we can suddenly and speedily strip off all those things that are innate in us and have become hardened in the corruption of our material nature and all those things that we have acquired and which have become deep-rooted by lengthy habit. These things are deeply and radically ingrained within us. When does he who has been used to liberal banquets and sumptuous feasts learn thrift? And when does he who has been glittering in gold and purple and has been celebrated for his costly attire reduce himself to ordinary and simple clothing? It is inevitable as it has always been, that the love of wine should entice, pride inflate, anger inflame, covetousness disturb, cruelty stimulate, ambition delight, lust hasten to ruin, with fascinations that will not let go their grip. And that obviously mm. lays the the, the 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 foundation for what's coming next. But you know, one of one of the things that came to mind while reading that is that he he himself was apparently from quite a rich family and um, you know, would have would have experienced the, the life of, of much of what he's talking about here. Um, yeah. You know, it reminded
1: a, me of Augustine in terms of his experience.
0: Yeah, true. Yeah. So he had money, he had liberal banquets, he, he knew uh, all of those things that money could get at that point. And, and even ambition, I think he was going to be the, well, he wanted to be the governor or something. And then he ended up a bishop, which was at that point, basically, like, not a very good career move. You know, you were, <laughs> you were I mean, obviously, you're, you're going to die. And he did. And so you know, it shows that the way he's dealing with this
1: thing is is pretty, yeah, pretty awesome. So he's writing he's writing this letter at the age of thirty five, wow. So uh, a later convert, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, I mean total depravity. <laughs> he's just describing a man who is deeply embedded in sin, and he's he's talking about how ingrained that sin was, and how it's impossible for a man to be to put away his own sins. That's the sense I got from it. Yeah, yeah. So, and, and
0: uh, you know, again, like every one of it's like Romans 7, Romans 8, you know, yeah, I mean, it's, it's something that in some sense stays with you the whole time. And yet, um, I, I, I've gone through, I feel like I've totally had those thoughts. Um, definitely from my, you know, my background, um, I remember thinking, unless this thing is, is by total, unless, unless this new birth thing is real, uh, there is just no way. In fact, I have distinct memories of sitting in a hospital bed, uh, you know, for reasons to do with drugs, uh, wanting to get off drugs and thinking to myself, like, there is no way that I'm ever going to be able to do this, you know, and, and not only that, but, uh, thinking about Christianity, unless this thing is just completely done for me, um, it's gone, you know, I'm not going to be able to, I'm not going to be able to even have a shot at it. And so, you know, thoughts like that definitely resonate deeply with me
1: mm-hmm mm,
0: mm. totally all right so then we got the longest uh, chapter coming up which is uh fair enough it's it's the it's the good one um i yep. like this is my favorite I give it a read one. so yeah go for it man
1: okay <clears throat> these were my frequent thoughts for as i myself was held in bonds by the innumerable errors of my previous life from which i did not believe that i could by possibility be delivered So I was disposed to acquiesce in my clinging vices. And because I despaired of better things, I used to indulge my sins as if they were actually parts of me and indigenous to me. But after that, by the help of the water of new birth, the stain of former years had been washed away. And a light from above, serene and pure, had been infused into my reconciled heart. After that, by the agency of the Spirit breathed from heaven, a second birth had restored me to a new man. Then, in a wondrous manner, doubtful things at once began to assure themselves to me, hidden things to be revealed, dark things to be enlightened. What before had seemed difficult began to suggest a means of accomplishment, what had been thought impossible to be capable of being achieved, so that I was enabled to acknowledge that what previously, being born of the flesh, had been living in the practice of sins, was of the earth earthly, but had now begun to be of God and was animated by the spirit of holiness. You yourself assuredly know and recollect as well as I do what was taken away from us, and what was given to us by the death of evil and that life of virtue. You yourself know this, you yourself know this without my information. Anything like boasting in one's own praise is hateful. Although we cannot in reality boast, but only be grateful for whatever we do. For whatever we do not ascribe to man's virtue, but declare to be the gift of God. So that now we sin. So that now we sin not is the beginning of the work of faith. Whereas that we sinned before was the result of human error. All our power is of God. I say of God. From him we have life. From him we have strength. By power derived and conceived from him we do while yet in this world foreknow the indications of things to come. Only let fear be the keeper of innocence, that the Lord who, is of, who of His mercy has flowed into our hearts in the access of celestial grace may be kept by righteous submissiveness, submissiveness in the hostelry of a grateful mind, that the assurance we have gained may not beget carelessness, and so the old enemy creep upon us again. Mm.
0: Man, what a great chapter wow uh, i
1: think the language is pretty flowery do you um, i like it well i mean I, 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 no, that's what i mean i think you know if, if this is not as good as his later writing I, I think the quality oh, right. of writing is, is yeah. very good
0: totally yeah, yeah for sure. yeah it's flowery all right but but it's kind of like oh just i just love the way it almost like feels like uh it, it like a piece of poetry that captures how you feel you know about something yeah. and uh except of course the moment of salvation just that that line where those things that seemed impossible you know, all of a sudden just seem totally doable and that, that something has switched on. You're a new person. There's something that you can't explain in any other way. Uh, again, something I feel just so, so, um, reminiscent of and, 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 uh, I remember those, those times just, I was going through this period of awe in terms of, you know, that, that salvation experience. And, um, and I suppose one of the things about the chapter as well is that I like the way it brings you know with uh, we've got the whole similar use a peccator thing going on, and yeah. uh, you know in, in Calvinist thinking we tend to be pretty pretty morbid you know in, in on the sin and remaining sin, and I think that's good. It keeps us away from from triumphalism, and I think that's super important. It keeps you grounded, keeps you realistic but these yeah. these ideas you know they're not they're not, you know they they're not worried about the same things we're worried about so I just love the way it describes uh, the whole thing without those those uh, trappings and, um, and and yeah it just leads you to see that there is a genuine breach of sin there is a genuine uh, you know initial sanctification i suppose you could say that takes place and um, and something that you experience—it's a Baptist thing, really, isn't it? Um, in many ways, you know, you're going. This is yeah. what it means to be born again.
1: And his high talk on baptism—it's yeah, totally. not to the exclusion of the work of the Spirit. It's not to the exclusion of faith. Yeah. Um, he's not promoting. You know, if he had lived after the Reformation, I doubt he would have promoted a positive view of baptism or regeneration against justification by faith alone. Yeah. Yeah. But in these early years of the church, all these things are. All in the same box together and haven't been pulled out and distinguished mm. from each other yet. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so we just need to re- recognize that and read it charitably as we hear language that, you know, as Protestants ring all our alarm bells.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, well, we got it in the New Testament, right? Um, yeah. Synecdoche. We did a whole thing about that. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Good. Check out Synecdoche. I mean, they're probably, they probably are leaning in. I mean, when did they start? they would have already been baptizing toward the end of their life to try. Well, and
1: get it um, Cyprian was born <laughs> in 200 and died 258. So this is very early.
0: Yeah, it might be before a lot of that kicked in here. Huh? Yeah,
1: yeah. So this is 245. Man. Tertullian gives the first mention of infant baptism, and I think Tertullian He's wrote. against it, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay, good. Well, we're going to have to leave that little fact, um, and then if I knew Jim Renniehan were you, right? He would, <laughs> he would tell us exactly. I think
1: Tertullian was before this guy, just before. Yeah,
0: Tertullian, yeah, we did Tertullian. We've already done him. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So I think Tertullian was 180, wasn't he?
0: Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, 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 cool. Um. Okay, so, we're, so now I'm jumping to chapter 14.
1: So chapter 14 and chapter 15.
0: Yeah, and this is just, a, I think he, yeah, I've seen three little dots there, so I think he does summarize even the the chapter but i'm not sure how originally long it is but uh it's quite short in terms of what i got here but here we go uh chapter 14 so do
1: you want to just read these two small chapters
0: yeah let me do it yeah that makes sense all right
1: okay uh
0: there is only one peaceful and reliable serenity only one solid firm and constant security and that is to withdraw from the whirlpools of a distracting world lay one's anchor in the harbor of salvation and lift up one's eyes Mm. from earth to heaven And then he skips over some stuff and he says, And this does not only cost, oh, sorry, this does not cost anything by way of bribes or hard work. Our elevation or dignity or power are not born of our elaborate efforts, but are a free gift from God available to all. And then to 15, when you have enlisted in the spiritual camp of heavenly warfare, maintain a discipline that is uncorrupted and restrained by religious virtue. Be constant in prayer and reading, and referring to Bible reading. Uh, speak with God and let him speak with you. Instruct you in his commands and show you the way. Those whom he has supplied rich, no one shall impoverish, uh, impoverish because he who has once been supplied with heavenly food cannot be poor. Gilded ceilings mm. and houses adorned with costly marble mosaics will appear tawdry once you realize that it is you yourself who are to be perfected and decorated. And thus ended the chapter.
1: Um, mm, no, there's a lot more in both uh, of those chapters, but yeah, just great, it's just great. really good
0: stuff. Yeah, very, very readable, very just relative. Uh, at least and he's, just, uh, relative, uh, he's yeah. got
1: the, the spiritual disciplines there, you know, mm, just mm. faithful Bible and prayer throughout your life. Yeah, and, a strong uh, note of grace. Separate yourself from 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 worldliness mm-hmm. to to fix your eye on God. I mean, these are just that's how we nurture our spiritual life, isn't it? For sure. Yeah, <clears> I cultivating mean, the spiritual disciplines.
0: Exactly. And you know, even he's just going, listen, this thing has been by grace alone. You know, so you got that strong uh note. Mm. It's 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 a free gift. You're not gonna be able to earn it. Yeah. Very, very clear. And and then um and also just, you know, hey, let God speak with you through Bible reading. I like that. You know?
1: Yeah. Um
0: let him let him command you and show you the way. Uh,
1: so Yeah, in the last chapter, he's, he's all about singing, singing psalms and singing, uh, wow. you know, when you're, with, when you're with your brothers and sisters, sweet, sing, uh, listen to the sweetness of religious music. <laughs> mm.
0: I wonder what he had in mind there. Is that like chanting or what would that be? I
1: have no idea. It's, oh. uh, it's, uh, so,
0: yeah. Yeah. Because, um, you know, one thing I often think about is with the whole, you know, that um, little scene before they go to Gethsemane, Jesus and the disciples, and they sing a hymn.
1: <laughs> which
0: one? <laughs> what do you mean?
1: Which psalm did they sing? Or which, yeah, which, which song? Well,
0: I mean, well, I was less less worried about that, and more like, well, not worried, but more like, um, more interested in the fact that they just, you know, imagine imagine doing that, right? I mean, how would that have looked? They would have, I don't know, been out in the field somewhere, or you know, pulled out the you know or they probably would have known it from memory
1: yeah they would have had it memorized yeah. and what are
0: they just sort of standing in a circle and singing to each other you know I mean? it's just like how would that have looked i mean the reason i think about that so often is because i've had little moments like that in men's groups or you know where, <laughs> where you know hey we haven't got a guitar player yet, so let's just sing right or uh and you know yeah. or maybe some weird sort of like really old school sort of congregation um but generally speaking that's not the experience you know we're pretty sorted with our music and we know one way or another whatever style it is whether it's a choir or a you know a more contemporary scenario it's it's you know it's organized and um and it's just like you know their experience of 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 worship and singing was so simple you know and um yeah it it was just it was portable in that sense the way that you could sing profoundly i mean imagine singing with jesus you know and then and then that is just that goes to straight to the cross, literally, you know, I mean, you need to be able to do that kind of worship and singing. And, you know, these, these guys remind me of that because I mean, there they are, they're getting baptized pretty much knowing, I mean, death is looming on this whole thing. And, you know, when they're singing, they're singing, knowing they're going to, they're going to die soon. And they're not worried about the trappings, you know, um, like we are today. And, um, so again, I think you have just something that at every turn just confronts the, a modern contemporary sort of western scene um yep. well, Amen. yeah yeah maybe that i'd say so far has been the dominant note you know in reading through the stuff just to have that that certainly that that early church prior persecution vibe um you know that that's the big yeah. thing here yeah. just seeing their earnestness and uh their
1: earnestness their simplicity yeah their purity their single-mindedness yeah
0: amazing so amazing and it's, it's so hard to copy today, you know, I mean, from a pastor's perspective, I feel this all the time. I mean, you know, like you, I'd love, I'd love nothing. In fact, I was talking to the worship guys uh, the other day because, you know, sound is so annoying and everything goes wrong all the time. And it's like, you know, especially if you don't have a venue, like we don't, you know, we're a church plant. So it's like, you know, carting your stuff around and, yeah. um, you know, I would love nothing more than just to, to go to a meeting and everyone's just picking some good songs and we're just singing, you know, and you know, without without the acapella weird sort of reform connotations to it just, just simple gathering there it is almost like i've experienced sometimes in south africa amongst some african churches and that sort of thing um yeah you know there you are you just you just you got what you got mm-hmm. and you sing and um but the problem is it's just you have to work within the landscape that you're given at this point if you want to reach people with the gospel the problem is people get freaked out and may- maybe even rightly so
1: by that sort of thing uh, if they walk into a, a church venue it's well, here's, the, here's the crazy <laughs> one. So Rosaria Butterfield yeah <laughs> gets converted in a psalm's only church.
0: dude, how awesome is that? That's great. That's awesome that's nearly as awesome as her singing a whole song on her audible book. <laughs> <laughs> I remember you see that this tells me how like ridiculously Western and uh, whatever I am. I'm listening to the audiobook, right? What was it? What was it? The um um the
1: Lord's my shepherd, Dude, she, sta- she starts one. going for it.
0: And then she sings the whole thing, she just keeps going. And it got so awkward. I got my headphones in, right? I, I, no one else can hear her singing but I'm on the train and I'm feeling so awkward about it that I'm like worried what people will think <laughs> that's how bad it was I was like dude are you seeing yourself right now this is crazy you know and so yeah good more power to her man that's awesome I wish yeah, I could well, sing she's, an audible she's only
1: thinking of herself before God and we're thinking of her before other people yeah
0: exactly Yeah, yeah. should we sing now I think we should do it let's sing a little hymn let's- <laughs> Oh, no, I was just I was joking. I was joking. I'm not uh, okay. Yeah. Man, if you my... sing
1: Incy Wincy Spider and then you sing the <laughs> New South African national anthem, they sound quite similar.
0: <laughs> but I wish I didn't get weirded out by it. That's the Yeah, that's well, the I was
1: exactly the same. Did yeah. you ever use the book Leading Little Ones to Jesus? Um no. It Who's was like man? a reformed Reformed look at Jesus through the Gospels. And it, in every chapter, it gave a little story from the Gospels. Then it gave you a quote. Then it gave you a, a prayer to pray and it gave you a hymn to sing. Yeah. And like, I just couldn't do it. I just couldn't sing the hymn.
0: Really? Wow. I don't know. With your family, you mean? Or?
1: Yeah, with my family. Just, I don't know if it's the metalhead in me. Wow. Just couldn't bring myself to now, children, it's time for us to sing. To,
0: to sing. Yeah, totally. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, I think I probably have less, less, uh, gripe with it although maybe now karis would give me a lot of trouble for <laughs> she's she's like gone, she's like 10 going 18 you know but maybe like from t- two years ago it would have been fine i mean dad, i don't you think sound
1: terrible. yeah like what are you yeah. doing
0: dad just don't be so lame i mean i definitely would not do that after you know a guest has come for supper or something or you know just couldn't do it man i'm not that reformed yeah maybe maybe uh Cyprian needs to teach me a lesson
1: one final quote let the temperate meal resound with psalms. Is he saying right? when you get together for a meal, sing.
0: <laughs> you mean like for the Lord's Supper or?
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. No, no, just regular supper, just food, just in general.
0: Really? Did he actually say that? Yep. Too far, Chapter Supreme. 16. Too far, Supreme. <laughs> I'm down with everything else, but like, come on, you know? Oh, this is,
1: listen, I'll, I'll read to you. He says, okay. let the temperate meal resound with psalms. And as your memory is tenacious and your voice musical, undertake this office as is your want. You will provide a better entertainment for your dearest friends. Mm. If while we have something spiritual to listen to, the sweetness of religious music charm our ears.
0: Mm. That's what he had in mind. Like, That's what he must yep, have had in mind. Yeah. To each other. Go for it. So basically, Go basically, what I've just been describing, I don't want to happen.
1: He's like all for it.
0: He's all for it.
1: Dude. All for it.
0: No ways. I'm so convicted. That's crazy. <laughs> I mean, that's... If that's
1: Nothing is so pleasant to your ears as what is pleasant to you in God.
0: Well, you know what the thing is? I mean, well, that's really helpful and then it gives you a little window into their lives and what it would have been like. And that's kind of what I was shooting for.
1: But I mean, wouldn't Less... you like that as a young Christian?
0: Well, I suppose so. Yeah. In fact, I was. Yeah. We'd get together yeah, like and like, we'd like, we'd just be like. This is his, this
1: is his early days. This is like his true. first year of conversion. Yeah. Amen. He's just like, don't you remember? You go to church and you just be weeping the whole time. Oh, dude, totally. You're, yeah. just, you're just like that song, Lord, I lift your name on high. <laughs> you know, it's like the lambest song in the whole world. The man it was like food for my soul. Love like, it. Singing bro, yeah. Jesus. Totally. Weeping. <laughs> weeping. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I know. It's just return to your oh, first man. love. That's what this is saying to me.
1: Um,
0: But uh, what I was going to say, um, you know, they didn't have stereos. They didn't have stuff. They didn't, you know, again, they were just different contexts and everything was more simple. Like it was, I wonder, I think it would have just been generally more acceptable. I'm thinking about this all the time these days in that typically when we sing in a car or something, you know, the music is really loud. We're by ourselves and the stereo is going or we're in the shower, you know, um, and no one's around or we're, I don't know, just like the, the stereo is really going or at a nightclub or at a concert or, you know, these, you know, in a Western context, we're not just like breaking out in song naturally, you know, it's just not, it's not part of the thing here. whereas perhaps in a more African context it is or somewhere else it is um, and, and I think probably just when, you know, even in a, cu- a culture where you, hey, pull out the guitar, it's our only form of music, you know, the cowboy days or yeah. whatever, you know, you're just going to be that much more inclined to just do this without feeling like a complete freak, you know, um, whereas, you know, now it's quite a cult- countercultural move. You know what I mean? You're just really going for it. Um, yeah. and so maybe that's something to keep in mind as well. I mean, I don't know, not, not that that should be a do all and end all, but I don't know. It's just, um, I'm trying to let myself off the hook a little bit, you know. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. why am I not singing after every song kind of thing? But it's true. After after those first years of Christianity, man, it was crazy. I think back on some of the stuff we did, um, th- you know, return to your first love. Maybe that's what, the, the soul, method, the soul uh, message yeah. that needs to be taken. So the lesson
1: from Cyprian is sing.
0: Sing. Sing while you eat. Yeah. Cool. Well, I think we we really nailed that one.
1: That was a very precise and non non-meandering
0: discussion. I think even Jim Rennihan would be proud from our yeah. you know, I think we even got the historical perspective down. I think that was I think so. epic. Yeah. Totally epic. <laughs> now, uh, again, just in case you missed the the allusions there, uh, go to church. Go to church. Go to church. And we'll see you in the next week. Bless ya. <laughs>